0: Integrative approaches to treating complex health concerns like diabetes, Lyme's, Hashimoto's, Crohn's, adrenal fatigue, mental, emotional, and spiritual health, cancer prevention, early cancer detection, integrative cancer treatments, and so much more. Through the Be Perfectly Healthy podcast, we hope to provide cutting-edge, science-based information you can use to create a happier and healthier life for you and your loved ones. Welcome back to the Be Perfectly Healthy podcast. I'm your host, Leanne Lindsay, and today I'm interviewing Dr. Beta, and we are talking all about migraines and looking at them from more of an integrative root cause approach. So, Dr. Beta really hones in on the fact that food allergies and hormones tend to be the bigger root causes behind chronic recurring migraines. And so, we talk a little bit about what patients can do to help start to heal that actual root cause versus just treating a symptom of a migraine with heavy pharmaceuticals or painkillers again and again. And she gives us a few great resources along with some great supplements that can really be supportive when you're having a migraine and also when you're in the healing journey. So with that, please enjoy this interview with Dr. Bita. Well, Dr. Bita, welcome back to the Be Perfectly Healthy podcast. Thank you for having me. And today we are talking all about migraines, an integrative approach to migraines, root cause approach to migraines. But before we really get into that, let's backtrack a little bit. For someone who maybe isn't super familiar, I always like to go over some of the main symptoms and then take a look at a conventional approach to treating migraines. Then we can kind of shift into that integrative approach. So, can you just cover for us what are some of the differentiating symptoms with migraines versus just a kind of run-of-the-mill headache?
1: So, migraine usually have other symptoms that accompany with it. So, it's not just headaches. Sometimes it could be, headache could come related to the hormones. You could develop this severe headache. Sometimes you could have uh, nausea before headache, or you could have light sensitivity you uh, or sound sensitivity, or you could have numbness and tingling of your hand or of your face. It can present like a mini stroke. Uh, sometimes migraine may not even have a headaches. So it's really different diagnosis. Hmm. Um, It's not that easy to diagnose, so that's why you wanna go to your primary care and find out what kind of headaches you have. Not all headaches is just tension headache. There are different kind of headaches, like if you go through a lot of stress and you get headaches, it could be just a tension headache. Um, If it's related to hormones, can be migraine
0: headaches, Mm -hmm. or we'll talk more about the root cause. Yeah, and so what I wanna hone in on to start out with is what does the conventional approach look like? Because as far as I know, it relies very, very heavily on pharmaceuticals and doesn't really give the patient much hope for there's anything you can do to get rid of these. It's sort of just a, oh, you have migraines, that's unfortunate, here's some drugs to help with symptoms, send you on your way.
1: It's true, true. So as you know, we always look at the root cause of the disease. So even migraine, there is a root cause to it. We don't jump into giving the drug. So a lot of conventional doctors believe that it happens when uh, vasoconstriction happens, like the blood vessels are constricting in the brain. So sometimes they give um, serotonin. So that can help with and um, for severe pain, sometimes they may just give um, aspirin, ibuprofen for migraine headaches. They may start with that. And then um, they give uh, Maxalt or Emetrex, which is somatropin, which is the serotonin, increases. So it's, it helps with the vasoconstriction of the blood vessels. But uh, there is a root cause to it. Some patients, like usually women are more common than men and ages is usually 15 to 50s. So if it's related to hormone, if it happens around the cycle, it's a certain time, so we know it's hormonal it could be due to food allergy a lot of time migraine headache is caused of due to food allergy and there is a doctor um, who wrote the gerson therapy dr gerson from germany he moved to u.s around world war Two, and he wrote, wrote a great book on migraine and he basically he was having himself migraine headaches he put himself on vegan diet, started doing coffee enemas, get the toxins out of the body, and he basically cured his migraine headache by changing his diet and detoxing. So what I believe, what we believe here is there is a root cause to every symptom. You don't want to ignore it. So if you develop headaches, I mean, even if you get the diagnosis of migraine headache, there is a root cause to it. You wanna look deeper, you wanna rule out food allergies, and then you wanna um, um, to make sure your hormones are right.
0: Mm -hmm. And the significant thing here is that if you have consistent migraines, obviously from an integrative perspective, something is brewing, something's going on underneath underneath the veil, but if we are just masking or just treating those symptoms, that problem will continue to brew and brew until not only do you now have migraines, you also have some other serious disease. Yeah, so a lot of things
1: we see, for example, migraines that hasn't been treated, the next thing is patient develop rashes in the body. You know, they get eczema that comes and goes, Mm. or they get bloating, they have gut issues, and these are all because the root cause of food allergy was never addressed. The problem is you can't just do blood testing of food allergies because a lot of times, if you're not eating that food, it's not going to develop any reaction to it, so you can't do that. So one, uh, the way we do it, we use this homeopathy on the skin, antigens, and then it develop reaction that we'll find out. Mm-hmm. And a lot of time, my patient with migraine headaches, that improved. Mm-hmm. And then uh, sometimes it's also the hormones, once we fix the hormones, low progesterone, for example. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, you want to address the root cause. Otherwise, if you don't, you have the headaches, you're masking it, then you develop rash, or you have bloating or gut issue, all these play a key role.
0: Mm -hmm. Can we talk a little bit, let's dive into those a little bit more. So what is it about a food allergy, and then I want to get into the hormones too, that is creating that severe reaction can we talk a little bit about the connection between like the gut and the brain i
1: can't tell you exact connection between food allergy and the migraine headache but i do know when you have allergy to food your body produces this cytokine this um these proteins that will affect the body to react and probably causing the vasoconstriction Mm -hmm. on the brain, Mm -hmm. causing that. There is not, you know, it's not that link that I can tell Mm -hmm. you exact
0: how it works, but... Sure. And then with hormone imbalances, do we know what it is that's happening physiologically there that can lead to the migraine? Because what I think about is I feel like a lot of us have hormone imbalances so the question that comes to my mind is how come some people can have hormone imbalances and no migraines and other people do and get the migraines is it like severe, severe hormone imbalance that's triggering that?
1: No, some people are more sensitive. Like, for example, number one cause of headaches are dehydration. Mm -hmm. You want to up your water intake, but not every dehydrated person is going to develop headaches. So it just varies, and some people may be more sensitive to hormones fluctuation Mm -hmm. up and down of the hormone. That's Mm -hmm. what happens. You know, if the hormones drop suddenly when they develop periods, they can develop... um, migraine headache right before it so it all depends on individual because we all have different sensitivity to different things
0: Mm -hmm. is there any kind of solid testing that goes into diagnosing migraines or do practitioners really base it off of what the what the patient is communicating their symptoms are
1: yeah basically you look at the symptom and you look at um other link like is it linked to after eating food is it linked to hormone cycles is it linked to stress it's when does it come does it have other symptoms majority of time if you develop light sensitivity or you feel nausea or you feel changes in vision in one of the eye or the way it presents, that's the way you could diagnose it Mm -hmm. but even any kind of headaches is like there is a root cause to it Mm You know, even tension, headache, we know it's due to stress and all. We really shouldn't get any headaches. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember last time I had a headache.
0: But for (laughs) many of us, it's it's not common at all.
1: So yeah. I mean if it is that means there is something your body is telling you. I always tell patient listen to the symptoms. Don't ignore the symptom. Any symptom is trying to tell you something. Don't mask it. Like if you have a rash don't put the steroid cream and get rid of rash. If you have rash don't just take Benadryl and ma- you know so you want to know why mm-hmm. why this is happening because if you as you said before if you don't address these symptoms later on you're going to develop some worse diagnosis
0: so two questions one do you have any tips for if someone is actively experiencing a migraine something they could do other than just painkillers that might help reduce that pain and then two when you're working with a client or a patient who has migraines what might be some of the additional treatments you give them that can help restore that balance so
1: I mean, sometimes I do uh, write the drugs till I figure out um, the root cause of it because that can be so severe. Working in urgent cares, I used to have coming patient coming in with severe headache and nausea and all that. So, but um, we do have natural, some vitamin B, some deficiencies in vitamin can cause headache. So we have a natural supplement for migraine that I actually went to conference years ago. I came up with it. And uh, we are carrying it here. We have it It's some vitamin B and some natural herb. The combination of those can help. um, And we called it for migraine.
0: For migraine, okay. Yeah, we
1: have the supplement here. And then also sometimes I tell patient ibuprofen is not a bad thing to take. If you have suddenly you need to, get rid of the headache, because I don't like Tylenols. Tylenols are l- really liver toxic. Mm-hmm. It blocks the major antioxidant in the liver, which is called glutathione, that protects us against developing cancer. So Tylenol, I always tell patients, please do not take Tylenol for any symptom. If you do have severe headache, you need to take something. You could take um ibuprofen, motrin, about 600 milligram. You wanna make sure you take it with food because it can cause ulcer and gastritis. So you could do that till you figure out the root cause of it. Mm And emetrex is one of the drugs that they use. I sometimes give emetrex, the serotonin. So um, that will help as well. Sometimes patients are, so basically, I think I mentioned it wrong with the um, migraine headaches, sometimes the vasodilation that happens um, that causes the migraine headache. I said maybe vasoconstriction. So it, uh, vasodilation open up the blood vessels in the brain that can cause the headache. So the the way emetrex, uh, somotraptine or some other migraine drug helps is causing a vasoconstriction. It's constricting the blood vessel so the headaches will improve. So then also in terms of um, Caffeine, for example. If you look, some of the drug that they sell uh, sell over the counter is like ibuprofen, motrin, anti-inflammatory with the caffeine in it. And caffeine is also vasoconstricting. Mm. And that's one of the reasons it's there. It can help.
0: Oh, okay. That's so interesting.
1: So, yeah. And... Um, Probably with the allergy, the links could be the cytokine and all that that causes vasodilation and the blood vessel can Mm -hmm. cause it, that could be why, but that we don't know physiologically. Yeah,
0: and it brings it back to something that I'd love to make sure we're pointing out is, no one here is anti-pharmaceuticals. There is a time and a place for certain things, but our approach here at the center is, There's a time and a place, usually acute situations. We aren't trying to get patients on pharmaceuticals long term. It's like if we need to really calm things down so you can just get through each day while we continue to figure out root cause so that eventually we can get you off all of it. Exactly,
1: exactly. Sometimes medicines are important. We have to keep the patient on medication. Like one of the drugs are sometimes blood thinner you know if patient had prior stroke we do have alternative that some patient we switch some patient we keep it on usually blood pressure cholesterol migraine those are the drugs that easily we get rid of once we change the patient lifestyle and change their diet and we find the root cause we get rid of the blood pressure for example blood pressure you know, first is a diet and lifestyle. And then if that doesn't work, then it's mercury metals mm-hmm. can cause elevated blood pressure. A lot of regular conventional doctors don't look into that. Mm-hmm. So we do all that.
0: And so then when you're saying too, what, what came to mind is, and this is probably something they recommend is, what about like icing the neck? When you're, if you are having a migraine, because would that help with that constriction?
1: Yeah, exactly. So icing will cause vasoconstriction okay. and that can help. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then it sounds like, especially since we've really identified two of the root causes can be the food allergies or the hormones, keeping a journal. If you do have a severe migraine, just write down what did I eat today? Exactly. And then maybe as you do that, you can start to see that pattern as you're working with a practitioner. Yeah.
1: Yeah, what food triggered it, you know, usually happens sometimes after half an hour eating it Mm -hmm. or an hour eating it. Or it could be the night before, then you could wake up with severe headache, you know. But sometimes you want to make sure if the headache wakes you up in the middle of night, that means that's more severe. You want to make sure you don't have a mass in your brain. So I had one patient who um, got diagnosed with glioblastoma, brain tumor. And he was my patient, he waited two weeks to see me. I said, what, why did you wait it for two weeks? Uh, he had this drooping of his face and I got worried. I'm like, Do you have, does he have stroke? What's going on? so i examine him and i'm I'm like oh my god either he has something in the brain increasing pressure or he this is something serious he's like dr Bita, i didn't want to see any other doctor but you i wanted to wait to see you so after i called the er right away had them evaluated had them do a scan of his um, brain one of the symptom was he woke up of a severe headache mm. of the headache and uh, th- those two could be um very, you know, severe diagnosis, serious diagnosis. So you need to do a scan of the brain if you wake up with a severe headache or it's a worse headache you ever had. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a couple of diagnoses that are serious that need to be immediate treatment and patient needs to go to ER. Mm-hmm. So but it's important to go see a doctor and explain how the headaches are, when are they coming, is it middle of night waking you up? That's a red flag. Okay. But if it's happened after eating or hormone, it's cyclic, all that, the doctor will help you in that.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and if your doctor is just giving you some drugs and sending you on your way, it might make you wanna look for a different practitioner at least to work with this issue on.
1: Yeah, or yourself go see someone rule out the food allergy, try to change your diet. Um, You know, that's number one. You could put yourself first on a vegan diet, but that doesn't mean you're not allergic to some vegan stuff that you're eating. Mm -hmm. So, and even people like, oh, I never had allergy to this, but now suddenly I develop allergy. You could develop allergy at age 60s. You know, it doesn't mean you don't develop allergies. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, when our body is so toxic, your body doesn't react that bad to the food allergy. Like myself, now I remember when I had that first headache <laughs> <laughs> in January this year, I put myself on a cleanse. So, you know, changing the diet, doing the protein shakes and supplement to clean my liver and kidneys. And then after 21 days, I had a glass of red wine. Then I started sneezing, congestion, developed a little bit of headache. I'm like, oh my God, I was never allergic to red wine. Now I can't tolerate it. So, it's the pesticide and herbicide in red wine. Mm-hmm. Because then, next week, following week, I had an organic red wine, it didn't bother me. So, your body becomes more sensitive after doing this kind of cleanses, cleaning your liver and kidneys, then you understand more what food your body is allergic to. And also, if you develop nausea, or if you feel fatigue after eating something, that means that if something is. Allergic, if your muscle become tense, you're like, my God, my neck range of motion is worse now. My neck is tight after eating this meal. And then you know this is a sign of food allergy. Your mm. body is reacting. You don't want to keep feeding it that way.
0: Yeah, that's so fascinating. And then, you know, one of the, one of the factors. The last thing I want to touch on a little bit is, we've got that four migraine supplement that can help when you're sort of in the midst of a migraine, but it also sounds like what's going on a little bit here is just that inflammation in general. So I know oftentimes, like Dr. Roni, some of his favorite inflammation supplements are glutathione, which you mentioned, the omegas, the vitamin D. Is there, is there anything so, that you might add to
1: that? Uh, yeah. So glutathione, I would use it mainly for detoxing the liver. Uh-huh. It's great for detoxing. But if a patient had cancer or history of cancer, they need to be careful because it's a major antioxidant. That majority of cancer cells have extra receptor for it. Mm-hmm. That way they protect themselves so um, you don't want to for example take glutathione if you're going through cancer therapy or you have active cancer if you don't have diagnosis of cancer it's not a bad thing you could always check your level if you need it you do it we don't just take glutathione unless we do the blood testing which dr rooney also does the vitamin testing and if his patient is low he does and then one of the major as you said enzymes are important omegas taking enzymes um, will decrease the inflammation in the body, taking high-dose omegas, like two grams twice a day. One thing people have to realize is when you take fat-soluble vitamins, like omega-3s, vitamin D, vitamin E, you need to eat fatty food to have it absorbed. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you're just wasting the supplement. Uh, the absorption is not much if you don't if you take it on an empty stomach because okay. a lot of people are taking their vitamin D on an empty stomach yeah. or omegas. I'm like, no, please take it with your dinner. Usually with dinner we have at least, you know, more fatty food. Um, even if you are eating um, salads, but you put olive oil in it, mm-hmm. you put avocado in it, you can't do it with the green juice or an empty stomach. Mm-hmm. Another supplement to help with overall inflammation: curcumin turmeric, which is used in a lot of Indian food, a lot of Persian food, um, and absorption is best to use that turmeric in the food. When you make soup, add it. When I make eggs, I add turmeric as a spice on a lot of things. When you satay red meat, add turmeric. It gets the bad stuff from the meat. It protects you. So turmeric is excellent, it's anti-inflammatory. And if you wanna take a capsule form, you could take curcumin, thousand milligrams three times a day. And turmeric is a spice that has curcumin in it. There is other stuff that has curcumin, that yellowish Mm -hmm. color, you know, in them. Other product that has it, like vegetables or fruit. Um, I think eggplant, I can't recall what else, But there are other stuff, foods that have curcumin.
0: Mm. Well, Dr. Bita, thank you so much. I can't wait for our audience, our patients to be able to have this as a resource, especially if migraines is something that they're dealing with.
1: Thank you for having me. I hope it was informative.